1: We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket can play-in tournament, done. NBA playoffs arrived. Um, You got two classics out of the play-in tournament. I mean, in that sense, has to be a success. Two classics. I mean, Lakers-Warriors the other night was as good and as dramatic an NBA game Really a sporting event, as you'll ever see, right? I mean, how good was that? Yeah, Steph Curry, LeBron James. I'm going to get to their connection in a second. LeBron hits the the, the deep three to win the game. The deep three. Um, with his, you know, he's seeing three rims or whatever, his eyes, his flair for the dramatic. Uh, and then last night, John Morant and the Grizzlies, Really, the, the coming out party for John Morant in some ways. They oust the Warriors in overtime. And tough uh, tough way for the Warriors to go out. My goodness. You lose the game the way they did against the Lakers on, what was that, Wednesday night? And then you lose in overtime to the Grizzlies last night in a thriller. And they came back from 10 down in the, there was about three or two. Three minutes of change, they were 10 down in that game and wound up going to overtime. In fact, had, a, had the ball with a chance to score at the end of regulation. And Steph Curry hit Draymond Green uh, as a cutter. But, you know, Draymond didn't finish, obviously. Steph Curry was seeing some crazy defenses in that game last night. He was being trapped at half court. <laughs> Which is the ultimate sign of respect for him and the ultimate sign of disrespect for the rest of his teammates. But, you know, anytime you're a superstar like that, there's an extra level of attention that's paid to you, sometimes an extra level of scrutiny. And what's funny is the LeBron Steph thing the other night, you know, throughout the years. LeBron fans and Steph fans have sort of um gone at it because those two have been pitted against each other so often. In, in some ways, it's this generation's bird magic. Not I, I wouldn't say it, it parallels it. Um, you know, bird and magic was something special as a pure rivalry. Those two are always associated with one another. That rivalry in some ways, saved the NBA. You know that it, it put the NBA on the map before Michael Jordan, and you, you think of them head to head. And yes, LeBron and Steph have gone head to head, but um, Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors, which uh, upset the the app uh, the rubber match. What would have been the the rubber match in, in that series, and. I just don't know if we think of it quite the same way, but they are the two players um, that are, are closest to that, and they're the the two faces of this generation of basketball, really. So it's special anytime you get to see them go head to head, and I love the appreciation they've shown for one another this season because during you know the, this era, this this run where they've gone up against each other so, so often, you've had people in some sort of asinine way attempt to tear down one to prop up the other, which just is silly. I mean, you're talking about, in LeBron James, the greatest ever do it. I don't want to start a whole MJ debate. We'll, uh, one A, one B, right? Like, he's in that conversation. And with Steph... You're talking about a transcendent player. Might not be in the GOAT debate, but he's in that next thing. Whatever the next thing after the GOAT debate is, he's in that tier. And, you know, he changed the sport. Changed the sport. So to see LeBron as hyped for Steph as he was during the All-Star game, to see LeBron tout Steph for MVP, you know, to see Steph with the, the respectful nods when LeBron's doing stuff, in the the game, it was just cool. I don't know if you know they're you know trying to think about playing together at one point. I I don't know if it's more about just getting older and and realizing yeah this is special, this is special. But it was super cool to see that. However, I mean the look there's there's a reason only LeBron gets talked about the way he does, right? Because we all know where he belongs, where he is in the Pantheon, and as a result, it's led to insane coverage over the years. Like, insane. And the kind of scrutiny, the kind of possession-by-possession critiques, game-by-game, possession-by-possession, shot-by-shot... You know, should he have passed in this situation? Does he need to do it in this spot? Blah, 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 blah. When he's proving himself just over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And over and over and over and over again. In fact, remember when people used to say he wasn't clutch? I'm sure there's one guy who still says that and gets paid a lot to do it. But 2011, that was the... That was the one year, and really the one black mark on LeBron's career, the one legitimate criticism of LeBron from a basketball standpoint. like That year he came up small and was not clutch that series, which birthed this whole narrative, I think. But if you look at the the remainder of his career, he's just been as clutch as humanly possible. And (laughs) that was backed up by that shot the other night. He, uh, it was his 19th made shot to take the lead in the last minute of a playoff or play-in game. I guess they abridged it to include play-in game. But either way, that's more than Kobe, Durant, and Wade combined. LeBron's 18 for 33 in those situations. 18. Next up is Manu Ginobili with 8. Then Kevin Durant, 7. Kobe Bryant, 7. Michael Jordan has 5. And percentage-wise, like, compare that, like 18 of 33, that's 55% roughly. Kevin Durant shooting 35% in those situations. Kobe Bryant, 27% in that situation. Michael Jordan, 50%. On and on down the line. So, I mean, just as clutch as possible. And sometimes I think LeBron fans, because of the way LeBron has been scrutinized, then feel that standard should be applied to others. Because let's be real. If LeBron's team had lost in a play-in game and was eliminated from the playoffs, no matter what, no matter what the context was, no matter what he did in the games, he could have had 100 points, but if they lost, people would be saying, it's his fault, he didn't do enough, right? I mean, he gets criticized for losing in the NBA Finals. Not failing to qualify for the play. He's never lost in the first round. He missed the playoffs a couple of years ago when he was hurt with the Lakers. But, you know, otherwise, since since he first made them, he hasn't missed them. And he's never been eliminated in the first round. And he's been the nine of the last ten finals. And he gets criticized even, like, if you if you think about it, like, oh, wait, in 2018, he took a team to the finals that had no business being in the finals. In 20, 2007, he took a team that had no business to the, being in the finals to the finals. In 2015, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were hurt in the finals. Uh, you know, In 2017, after he came back from 3-1, the Warriors added Kevin Durant. So what did you expect to happen? I mean, like, any rational human being would view all those finals trips as an accomplishment not a detriment, as if it's better to lose before the finals than in the finals. And again, I think, you know, some of those trips to the finals are more impressive than a championship. What he did in 2018, game one of that series to the Warriors, is, even though they lost that game, it's still the best game I've ever seen anyone ever play. But he he gets criticized for it. So LeBron fans will then say, you know, Hey, don't let this guy off the hook. LeBron wouldn't be let off the hook. As a huge LeBron fan, as as someone who who believes he's the greatest of all time, I feel like that logic is flawed, that um, point of view is flawed. Because if you already know something is insane, like I know the coverage of LeBron, the way he's talked about, the way he's been scrutinized is insane, why would I then apply that insanity to somebody else or other things? Even if, you know, it feels justified because he he had to go through it. Doesn't mean it makes sense. And it doesn't. So there will be people after a loss like that who say that Steph just should have gotten it done regardless. However, Steph's coming off of a, a special... Season, you know a, a. He was, he won't win the MVP. I don't think, Jokic will win, the MVP, but Steph Curry was the MVP of the season, at least in regards to. Casual interest, um, special like sort of. I have to watch that moments. You know he had. Uh, a hell of a run this year had a hell of a run and again last night he he's being I, I mean he's being picked up at half court he's being trapped at half court that's a i mean that just doesn't happen maybe you know one one of the difference between lebron and steph is and lebron and almost everybody else um he's such a good passer that you try that with him you're going to be in big trouble regardless of his teammates are. Maybe I could say that about James Harden, too. That's about it. But, I mean, to it's mind-boggling the level of respect that is. And, you know, unfortunately, some of his teammates, uh, again, didn't come up in, in a lot of those spots. Andrew Wiggins blowing a layup at you know near the end of that game. Again, Draymond, who I have all the respect in the world for Draymond. I mean, one of the best defenders ever. In fact, when he said he's he's the best defender ever, he showed he's played well enough throughout his career on that end to be able to make that statement, whether you agree with it or not. I have no problem with him making that statement. But he, he did miss an opportunity at the end of that game. And now, as a result, Grizzlies are going to the playoffs to face the Jazz instead of Steph Curry and the Warriors. So... Well, the, the play-in game does produce, or the play-in tournament, does produce two classics. Lakers-Warriors, Warriors-Grizzlies. And I think, ultimately, that has to make it viewed as a success. There is the, the bittersweet aftermath of that, which is that Steph Curry's out. And we're done <laughs> watching Steph Curry play this season. And I think everybody would agree that it's been a, a, a treat to watch that guy play this season. But there will be those who maintain that you're a superstar, you're at home, you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies, you got to get it done regardless of the context. So, is the playing tournament a success, even if it means the exit of Steph? Eight five five two one two four two two seven, and does Steph Curry deserve any criticism for the team missing the playoffs? I mean, this was a team that won fifteen games last year, mind you. And in a normal season, without a playing tournament, you know, which is a new thing, they would be in the playoffs, right? Like they were there; they their record was good enough to be in the playoffs. It Just so happened they lost a squeaker to the Lakers and then lost in overtime to the Grizzlies. But does he deserve any uh, blowback for that? 855-212-4227. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. Of course, the playoffs in earnest kickoff today. We'll get into that uh, today on CBS. It's live coverage of golf's second major, the PGA Championship, Several compelling storylines going on, obviously, with what's happening with Phil Mickelson, and then you include um, Colin Mur- Murakawa trying to repeat last year's win while plenty of the other big names look to capture their first Wanamaker trophy. Live coverage of the PGA Championship begins today on CBS. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. I saw something surprising in regards to the NBA yesterday. In fact, you know, some would think LeBron and the Lakers – the Lakers, given what they, they did historically, are the most hated team in the NBA. But according to some metrics, the Lakers are now the second most hated team in the NBA. Tell you who passed them and how it breaks down across the, the country coming up next. But I want to hear from you on the play in game. Was this a success? Was it a success? And what does losing it mean? for Steph. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show.
1: It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. NBA play-in tournament in the books. Warriors out of the playoffs. Gives us two classics, but loses us, Steph. What do you think? Does that make it a success? Eight five five two one two, four two two seven. 4227 And does Curry deserve any critique? I mean, guys getting trapped at half court. Had a spectacular season. One of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> but there will be some who say, Hey, LeBron wouldn't be allowed to get away with this. Or, you know, the expectations for a superstar are different. Even without applying context. 855 212 4227. Like I said with the LeBron thing, um, just because LeBron has been, you know, criticized to the level he has, and it's insane doesn't mean that should then be applied to other people. If you know something stupid, why would you continue to perpetuate it? Let's go to Tony in Brentwood, California. Tony, you're up here with Robin Lundberg on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you?
2: Oh, not bad. Just driving home from work, man. So I've Listen to you on the radio. And figure I chime in my little two cents. You know, cool. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure Steph will get some uh, some critique for this because you know he pretty much put the team on his back, and you know he had a little bit of help. I don't think anybody really expected the Warriors to make the playoffs this year, but uh, I think they had a better chance at beating the Lakers Wednesday night of over beating the. Uh, Tonight, because you know, both games they they blew a lead, but you know Steph can't go out there and and try to throw up so many of those shots. Yeah, I understand he's gonna he's gonna make a majority of them, but sometimes too much is too much. You know what I mean? You gotta let your teammates try to help you out. And when you're playing the Lakers, you see what happened Wednesday night. The Lakers get all kinds of cheap pick calls and. You know, that foul on the top of the key on Draymond, that wasn't a foul. Then you got LeBron laying on the floor, acting like somebody poked his eyes out. But as soon as he hits the three, all of a sudden he can see again. Then when the game's over, he wants to start squinting like he's blind. You know, it's just LeBron is a good player. I'll give him that. But he's just yeah, he too dramatic. He's too dramatic for me, man. I, I just I can't stand that, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's it's just not it's not basketball the way it used to be
1: you know uh, look LeBron definitely has a flair for the dramatic I'll give you that he did in fact tell Steph Curry I can't see right after hitting that three I would completely disagree on the Curry taking too many shots thing in fact you could say the opposite that Curry didn't get enough shots in the game but there was not uh, last night's game that that is the Warriors were playing from ahead and, and thanks for the call on Wednesday but they weren't playing from ahead last night they were playing from behind last night and Curry, I mean, took 28 shots, 13 to 28, 39 points. Uh, uh, but it, it's tough. I mean, unless they were just going to run high pick and roll with him every time down the floor. Even then, he he's getting trapped at, at at half court. You know, the Grizzlies were saying, literally anybody, anybody else, we dare you to beat us. We dare you. And the, the Warriors just don't have the personnel. You know, if Klay Thompson was out there, that's a different story. And I think the Warriors actually – had about as good a season as could be expected. Um, I, I would have said, especially once you knew Clay was down, that the best case scenario for them was probably seven, eight. You know, and that's where they landed. Um, it just so happened there there was a play in tournament <laughs> this year, and they lost two games by a combined whatever it was points. Uh, the the Lakers, the LeBron shot in the last minute; that's a tie game, and then last night's game goes to overtime when they had a chance to win it at the end of regulation. Jim in San Francisco. Jim, you're up next. What's going on?
3: Good morning, Robin. How you doing? Good morning, uh, How are listen, you? Listen, absolutely not uh, courage. doesn't deserve any criticism because the criticism, like you stated before, for LeBron, was just absolutely nonsense. You know, when he lost those uh, finals to the Warriors, the Warriors had three Hall of Famers. You can't beat three Hall of Famers, but let's get back to this game tonight. Listen, Steve Kerr, I mean, people, you know, especially in this town, they, you know, they just bow down to every, you know, his every uh, beckon needs. But let me tell you something: this guy's an average coach, unless he has superstar talent. And you could coach, I could, I could have won with the team. He won with proof and put in. Uh, Luke Walton won 24 in a row with those guys, and, and Mike Brown won 19 in a row in the playoff with those guys. So, and, and Luke Walton's about to be fired now, he the second time. So that tells you about uh, what talent will do for you. But this game tonight, you got, I mean, you got a young team. They had a 10-point lead on you. They blew it. And the coach made a dumb mistake, the Memphis coach, for not challenging that three-point shot that uh, Jordan Poole got fired on when he kicked his leg out. He should have challenged that shot. He didn't do it. That's another gift for you. You got nine seconds left. It's a dead ball situation. It's not a rebound situation where you take it and go. It's a dead ball situation. You take the timeout. You draw up your best play. Steve Curry is so reluctant to run plays. He wants to run that motion offense, knowing that it's a high-risk offense, but you don't have a lot of firepower. When you've got firepower, you can. T- the boys are always trying the ball over. When they had Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, they were always trying to ball over, but they had so much firepower they could overcome it. It didn't matter. They don't have that firepower now, and everybody knows that everybody in the grandmother knew they were going to double-team Steph. That's why it should have been called timeout and drop your best two or three plays with the derivatives of those plays so the player would know exactly what to do. Look at what happened. When they trapped Steph, when he when he threw it to Draymond, Draymond, his first thought would have looked to somebody because he's a facilitator. But, he's not a... Yeah, scorer.
1: but I, I mean, are you going to get a better look than that, to be honest with you? I mean, Draymond was cutting to But, he, but the, what happened was
3: he got caught between, whether well, I'm looking for somebody to pass and shoot. You can't do that. Either you got to pass it or you got to make up your mind well, you're going to shoot it, but uh, I'm not saying that's
1: wrong, but but that was a good... You know, Draymond caught the ball he in the was, middle of the floor, he, right, he was right a near good the basket. Look,
3: but he's not a shooter. He's a scorer. A shooter would have had soft touch on that ball to get it in. Draymond is a scorer, and he got caught between passing and shooting. And because he's not a shooter, he did the best he could. But it should have never come. They had nine seconds. You tell me you can't draw up a play that in nine seconds you can't get a clean look from one of your shooters. You had Jordan Poole on the floor. This young man has been a good shooter. One other thing real quick about uh, Steve Kerr. He's never developed a young player. Jordan Poole, he had Jordan Poole all the last year. He got worse year one on. Came back this year, played, he he still got worse. Had to send him down to the D-League, he got some coaching. He came back, he looked like two different players. The same thing with the number one draft pick this year. As the year went on, under under Steve Kerr, he got worse. He got hurt because he was going to continue to get worse. They're going to have to send him down to the D-League and let him get some real coaching. This guy has not developed young players since he's been here. And he will not develop young players. And so he don't get any criticism. But he deserved all the criticism in the
1: world tonight because he didn't do what he's supposed to do. He's uh, got you got to know, take a timeout. I, I really don't. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think anybody deserves too much criticism for for, for what happened. Uh, the Warriors just aren't that talented. I mean, you're talking about Jordan Poole. No disrespect to him, is, is not a player that, and thanks for the call, was ever considered. You know, a, a rising sort of star. And you, you have to look at the. I mean, I, I could argue he developed Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I mean, when Mark Jackson was there and the coach, uh, they were running isolation post-ups for, for Clay Thompson. And Kirk came and, and changed the way that they played and, and led to, you know, what the Warriors eventually became. He's not flawless. There's no question about that. Um, and you're right. The talent that they did have at some point became so overwhelming. Anybody could have won with it. But not anybody was winning and doing what they were doing pre-KD. I mean, they won 73 games. And and I just disagree on the timeout thing. I mean, I think the Warriors got a good a good shot. I mean, Draymond was, was driving to the – he was right at the cup. I don't know if you, you get much better than that. Uh, Law tweets in L. Henry 79 please help the NBA talk about John Morant. Talking about Steph, who is home, doesn't help the sport. Talking about different players who are in the playoffs can only help spark interest in fans slash listeners. Uh, John Morant, I mean, that's – Probably the, the defining performance of his career right now, but he you know you got to do that over the, the course of, of time. he'll get a chance. I mean, unfortunately, Jazz Grizzlies is probably the most made for NBA TV series I've ever seen, but you know that they're going to continue playing on, so there'll be opportunities to talk about John ja Morant throughout his career. Steph Curry is as popular as it gets as he captures the imagination of people. He's a superstar. So, of course, you know, people are going to want to talk about Steph Curry. Hence, people, you know, already calling in to talk about Steph Curry.
2: You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show.
1: All right. I'm here. (laughs) Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm here. Steph and the Warriors, gone. (laughs) Does that make the play-in tournament a success that they had two classics? But Steph is eliminated in the process. And does he deserve any critique for the way it went down? Critique criticism, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. Um, you can also get at me on Twitter at Robin Lundberg. I said before I would, uh, tell you who the most hated team in the NBA is now. I I guess it's not, wouldn't be that much of a surprise, but, it was a little surprising to see. Um, I mean, not that they're not surprising that they're hated, but a little surprising to see um, just how quickly it happened and and how all encompassing uh, it is. But Stephen Bondi, the, the New York Daily News, tweeted out this map yesterday. Now, I, I don't know again how accurate this is, also, but according to Bet Online and based on Twitter data, again, Twitter's not necessarily real life either, so. Uh, take it with a, a slight grain of salt but according to bet online and based on twitter data the nets have surpassed the lakers as the most hated team in the country 25 states hate the nets to 21 who hate the lakers most which is by the way that's almost all of them right like it's either the nets or the lakers in almost every state the the really like the exceptions are new york hates the sixers the most and jersey hates the celtics the most obviously the nets uh play in New York, in Brooklyn, and are from Jersey. So you wouldn't expect them to be the most hated team. Though with the amount of Knicks fans there are, (laughs) you could almost see the Nets being the most hated team in New York. Anthony, would you be surprised if you're in New York if the the Nets were the most hated team in New York? I know he must be screened at a phone call. Uh, (laughs) He's got to do everything back there. (laughs) But the, the Brooklyn Nets, with that super team that they've got, have really, really already... Uh, put themselves on that map when it comes to most hated teams let's go to train. what
4: are you saying about the brooklyn nets
1: oh i was saying would you be surprised being in new york if if the nets were also the most hated team in new york
4: if uh so oh wait i oh that map
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so the map so basically they're they're the most hated team in 25 states Uh, Well, it's not surprising
4: because, you know, again, it's not something that uh, I subscribe to, but, you know, people think like they're almost like cheating because it's unfair because of all the talent that they've assembled. So, you know, people are jealous and they're angry about it. So uh, that's not surprising that they're hated.
1: No, I was joking, though, because of the amount of Knicks fans and how often I see the Knicks fans talking about the Nets. Would you, even though yeah, I mean are yeah, I mean, would you be yeah, surprised I mean, if they're the most hated team in th- New York?
4: Th- that's a problem. I mean, I you know, the Knicks fans say they don't care about the Nets, <laughs> but they, they sure do a lot of talking about the Nets.
1: It's the only thing. I mean, I swear, <laughs> I see talking about the Nets more than they talk about the Knicks. And the Knicks are such an unbelievable story. I, I know.
4: About- I, I I don't. I I don't understand it. I, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I don't know. <laughs> they're
1: worried about ticket sales. They're worried about everything. <laughs> like whatever the Nets. I listen. Whatever, I, whatever I you know.
4: I, again, uh, I, I will admit as a Knicks fan, it is. I, I do kind of. Uh, I enjoy the fact that they the Knicks sold out both their games in what like less than ten minutes and fifteen thousand each game and Brooklyn. Uh, you know. Not so lucky, having a little trouble, I guess. Right? Have am to... Pretty sure they're. I think they're. Sold I, I think down they are now, sold out right? now. Yeah, I think I heard uh, Mark Sean Mark say that yesterday uh, that they they did they they finally they sold all the tickets. But,
1: but, but I mean, it's, I guess that's not shocking because it, the net the Knicks. I'm sorry, have you know they they they've been selling out the Garden when they were terrible. So <laughs> for the, the play. I mean, the playoffs are a rare thing there. Knicks um, Town,
4: and, baby, Knicks Town. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: See, now you're being a Knicks fan, and <laughs> For, forever,
4: forever. Let's
1: let's go to Trey in Dallas. Trey, you're up next here on the Robin Luberg Show. What's going on, Trey? Hey,
5: um, I was just thinking about what you were talking about with um, Curry, and the thing about it is, is I don't feel like there was any more that he could have done. It's the fact that he has nobody around him that he can rely on when he's getting double or triple teams. He's got to run around screens. He's got to run around the whole court, basically the whole game. And once he gets tired, their offense goes down the drain. And I feel like that's what I was seeing that I was hoping that the Memphis Grizzlies did was run him around the court, run him through screens. And once he's got his hands on his knees, he's breathing heavy, that's when their offense slows all the way down because Draymond Green is going to try to pass it on every time that he goes to the lane because he's not going to go up with anybody that's six foot ten or anything like that because he's not finishing over them. And that's the difference between Steph Curry and LeBron is that you can't double or triple team LeBron because he's going to make a pass that's going to have you shaking your head and there's going to be a bucket
1: on the scoreboard, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, look, not being LeBron is no crime, right? And and I guess that's what, when people say, well, LeBron would get that sort of criticism. LeBron is one of one. (laughs) You know, so is Steph in his own way. I mean, Steph is is special. I mean, you know, you have to appreciate what you're seeing. Steph is a once in a, not even just once in a generation, a a once-in-a-lifetime player. Like, he's that. He
5: completely changed the sport. Once you once you run him off the three-point line and you give his teammates the opportunity to shoot, they show that they're not Steph Curry. That's, that's really the problem is that his teammates aren't Steph Curry.
1: Yeah, or, or, you know, there is no Clay Thompson. His teammates just aren't of the caliber needed, and, and thanks for the call. But Le- LeBron, I mean, to what you're saying, he's just different than everybody else. I mean, his size and his ability to pass the ball, uh, you know, it, he – can activate other players unlike anyone who's ever played the game. You know, and and his ability to also put his head down and drive to the basket, now his ability to shoot the deep 3 cuz that deep 3 wasn't a fluke. I mean, LeBron's hit a deep 3 at a, a very good clip over the years. I th- I think he's like something he's like fourth maybe in the league behind Steph, Dame and there's one other person ahead of him in, in the deep 3 shooting. I mean, he's he's there's nothing there's never been anything like uh LeBron. So I mean, when you're putting anybody up against LeBron, they're going to come up short. Let's go to Jason in Ohio. Jason, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on?
6: Uh, Good morning. Good morning, fellas. I just wanted to say, you know, uh, I guess to reiterate the last caller in yourself, I can't blame Steph Curry for, you know, overall, I'm not really, I wish I was better at betting, but I know I said that Memphis will beat Golden State because they're just flat out better. They have a better team, Big V, and, the, you know, Anderson, and them are better than what Golden State has. And Steph Curry basically will Golden State even get that position. You know, so I really can't criticize him because uh, he carried them to there.
1: Yeah, right. And, and and this play-in thing is a new thing too, right? So it's like if, if the uh... – if we were living in the NBA at any time prior to the play-in tournament, the Warriors would be in the playoffs. He would have you know, carried them to the playoffs. But all of a sudden, you you throw in these these two play-in games and they they barely lose to the uh the Lakers and then they they barely lose to the Grizzlies and and now all of a sudden he's set up to be um put through the uh the talk radio sports talk chamber. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's it it's nuts, right? Um, yeah, can I ask
6: you one more thing, and I don't know. I honestly believe, too, that game against the Lakers took a – I know Memphis played before, too, but it's not the Lakers-Golden State. I think that took a heavy toll. You know, they looked tired last night to me, though. Would you agree with that or disagree?
1: Oh, I think uh, they definitely were, were tired. I think Steph was tired. He played the whole second half. Right, exactly. Right? Exactly. I, 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 and then, I, I, he played the whole second half. I, I, I'd be, and, again, he's getting trapped. At at half court, he's getting trapped yeah, at half court.
6: Every play, I mean, he's getting triple team beating the triple teams. You know, and you know, and I almost came back from a ten point deficit. You know, I'm a LeBron man, but hats off to Steph Curry for the effort that they put in.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was unbelievable this year. There's there's I appreciate no you taking
6: my call. fellas. have a great day.
1: You too, man. Uh, unbelievable this year, no question. How about Billy in Toronto? Billy, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on?
7: Hey, Robin. How are you today?
1: I'm well. How are you?
7: I'm doing good, thanks. Listen, yeah, uh, you know, I love Steph Curry. I mean, I love the guy to death, but you're not winning in the NBA this way. And and you're playing against 7th and 8th
1: and ninth seeds. I mean... Wait, you're not winning in the NBA what way?
7: Well, you're not going to win with a guard shooting from... uh, You know, just shooting from outside. You've got to get the ball. But he's but he's
1: won three championships. He won three championships. Well, I mean, he won. He did win before. He He did win before Kevin Durant got there. It's not like it's not like one of those champions. So they, yes, he did win playing that way, without even the super team.
7: No, but I'm I'm saying if you're just going to rely on him, he needs the other guys around. You know, I keep hearing people saying, "Well, you know what? Uh, He's got no one else around him." This used to remind me of Allen Iverson. Oh, Allen's got nobody. That's why when the Allen Iverson had guys wide ass open. I mean, half, half the time in, the, in this league, I mean, if the other four guys on your team cannot score when you get them the ball, if they can't score, then, then, then my God, what are they doing in the league? What are they doing even playing? I mean, the, a lot of the shots that Steph Curry takes, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of games, too, the last caller said he's not a good gambler. Well, I am a good gambler. I'm a, what you call a home dog better. I will never lay points when I'm gambling. And there's a lot of times I'll go against a, 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 a great player when I know they're not going to do well. There, there's, time, there's times when Steph puts up 50 points. There's also times when he goes, uh, yeah, you know, 7 for 25. I mean, again, I love the guy to death, but you're not going to win if you're going to rely on a point guard. And we have a guy up here in Toronto who tries to do that too, and I can't stand him. I'll tell you, you try to win that way, you're not winning nothing in the But,
1: but they have won that way. I mean, uh, uh, that's just false. Both so of those what, teams. You're, 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 we, I mean, the Toronto we Raptors won the title a couple years ago, we, and 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 the Warriors have what? The Warriors won seventy three games that way, and the title of the year before that. So it's just not. That's a factually incorrect statement. But it's
7: it's not. It wasn't. Curry that was scoring. Curry when? Was, was,
1: in was, in 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 twenty fifteen, it wasn't a Curry. May,
7: look, I'll give him a one off. But when when uh, Durant, <laughs> was, Durant won them a championship, it, it, it was,
1: Durant, look, Durant Durant made them absurd. He did. He made them absurd, basically unfair. But they existed before Durant, and they won a championship. And then they right. won more games than any team in the history of the sport, and and kind of blew a championship. Uh, uh, right. They were up three one, so I, I, you know, I, I just I, I don't really I, I can't uh, subscribe to that because it, we've seen it. You can't say you can't win that way when it has been proven you can win that way.
7: Well, listen, when, when we went up here in Toronto, was that because of our point guard or was that because, because of Quirana? like you're
1: really trying to diss Kyle Lowry? I mean, come on! Absolutely, absolutely, I I mean, the guy's absolutely. been there. Absolutely. You do. Was Kyle Lowry a big uh, look? Kawhi Leonard was the best player on that team. Was uh, Kyle Lowry a big reason that they won that championship? Of course, of course he was. And, and, right. and thanks for the, thanks for the call. But uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, Ka- you can't diss Kyle Lowry. <laughs> for, I don't even. I'm almost shocked that a Raptors fan would would diss Kyle Lowry. Rick and Mamiko, uh he sent me a message saying uh, he wants to know what my thoughts on the Raptors were the past two years, considering they haven't been at home in a season and a half. And do I feel they get enough respect as a top franchise south of the border? Look, I, look, the NBA gets superstar; it's superstars who get the the uh, the attention. But the Raptors, you know, if they had a superstar, they'd be getting more attention. Uh, when Kawhi left, they were in a tough spot. But you know they they have proven themselves as a well run franchise, and that that championship uh, validated the, the gutsy move obviously that Masai Ujiri made in trading for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Good energy ten tweets in. Steph won a title against LeBron without Kyrie and Love. But yeah, that's one of the reasons that it happened. He still won a title. Things happen. There are breaks. Unfortunately for LeBron, he had a bad break. It's why LeBron doesn't deserve criticism for losing some of these finals. But it doesn't mean that ring doesn't count or something. I mean, you guys, like, you, you do backflips to, to just make people worse. It's the Robert Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio